Welcome to Her Digital Brand, a show where we interview female founders and leaders of some of the best brands on the internet. I'm your host, Kyler Nixon, and in just a minute, I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Brad Bishop. Today on the show, we have Danielle Langton, a business strategist and an expert at all things business growth for digital brands. We're going to talk about her journey of leaving the corporate world and starting her own business. Let's do it. Danielle, welcome to the show. We're so grateful that you joined us today. Thanks for being here. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Oh man, I feel like this has been like a few months in the making because we've been talking about it and then like we finally got around to, you know, having you on. We we meet like fairly regularly and so it's fun to like have a little bit more of a structured conversation that's not just an hour of us just like brainstorming together. I know. I'm like, I can't decide which one I prefer more. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, even today, like, you know, we're 20 minutes into our recording, you know, we just started and we spent the first 20 minutes just, you know, talking about life and and business and stuff. So uh, you are a business strategist. Can you, can you just like talk a little bit about like what your business is? And then I want to unpack, like your journey is a little bit unique because you had like a pretty big time, like corporate job and corporate jobs. And so I want to talk about like what that transition was like for you, but like right now fast forward to today like what do you actually do yeah I think business strategy is that um you know like that stamp that once you start an online business you're like well what does everyone else call themselves um but in reality I always say I simply help women make more money in their business in a way that's sustainable so how I work with clients is through consulting and um we have different programs and how we work with them but typically we work with clients in a 12-month uh mastermind program or we are now working with clients in a more uh, like do it with you, uh, do it yourself type program. But really everyone that works with us comes to us because they want to increase revenue, but they also want to run a business that allows them to create a life and a living. That's kind of our mission is how can you make more money, but also be supported to really go after that entrepreneurial freedom and flexibility that we all sort of were sold. So I'm curious, Danielle, Tell me your ideal client. Is this, are these entrepreneur entrepreneurial women? Are they corporate women like yourself? You know, used to be. So who are these women? Yeah, no, great question. I think whenever I first started my business, I'm like, I'm going to help everyone that's in corporate leave corporate. And then I realized that not everyone in corporate wants to leave corporate, so we don't need that. Um, <laughs> but what, uh, where we focus now is yes, women that are entrepreneurs, they can be service or product based businesses, and our ideal client is someone who already is making money in their business. They're so sure of what their uh, product or service is and what they're good at. And they're really just ready to take it to the next level. So typically they maybe don't even have a team yet. Um, They've probably generated about six figures, really looking to go multiple six figures and seven figures and beyond. Okay. So what was, okay. We we established you had a corporate role prior to doing this. Are you like, can you speak into what that role was? Yes. So I was... The person that decided, I came from a family that uh, my parents did not go to college. They're not entrepreneurs. So college was really, really important. And getting like that one big job was sort of the the goal. I mean, that's like, you're going to go to college and you're going to get this one job and then you're going to stay there forever. Um, and you're going to make a lot of money. And so I was like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> that's what we have to do. And so at, right out of college, I start, got a job at the H.J. Heinz company in sales operations. And that was sort of my first time really learning what a real business did. So I was exposed to sales operations, marketing, new product development. And And Heinz Heinz is like the ketchup brand. Like that's what they're known for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ketchup, condiments, French fries. There's a whole 
one day we can have like a Heinz pot podcast. Yeah, yeah, awesome. right. <laughs> I love it. I love ketchup. It's an Oklahoma thing. Um, and uh, I so I was there for about five years, and you could not have convinced me that I needed to do anything else. I was going to climb the corporate ladder. I loved the idea of like wearing, you know, business professional. I like right out of college, I was uh, making $50,000. I thought I was like, this is it. Like I made it. Uh, and then I realized I looked around at everyone working there and I was like, wait a second, these people do this five days a week and they're going to do it for like 40 years. And I may not ever make it to a level that I want to make it until I'm like 40, 50, maybe even 60. And that just did not work for me. And so I decided that I was going to go to a tech startup. And so I got recruited to a tech startup that worked with brands and retailers. So I still got to stay within products, um, but a smaller organization. That was my dream job. Um, over the time that I was with the tech organization, I became vice president of global strategy, which was dream title, dream salary, everything like that. Um, but it was not everything always comes at a cost. You know, you're like traveling a ton, you're making a ton of money. You've got this title, you've got this awesome team and the culture is terrible. And if you're someone that wants to be an entrepreneur or has like this desire to be an entrepreneur, the last thing you ever want is someone that's like holding you down, restraining you, feeling like you're kind of stuck. And so that was when I knew I needed to really go out on my own. That's like the ledge I was pushed off of. This is fascinating. So this podcast, I get Kyler, I'm going to warn you right now. This could take a 180 here. Um, so <laughs> Danielle, you and I actually have very similar backgrounds and that my parents were the type that just, okay, you go to college, you get your degree, you go work for a company and stay there until you die yep. and you just get your benefits. And my dad, my dad's 65 and he just retired this, uh, I think January one of this year. And he'd been, I'm not joking. He'd been in the same company for like 35, 40 years. And while, I mean, he would say he had a great career when that retirement hit and they walked out on his last day with a cake. I think he had that feeling of, this is it, like the, a, a, a cake. I could have been here 40 mm -hmm. years. That's all I'm walking here with a cake. And I, so I grew up in that area where I was like, okay, I got to do those things. So I, wor I worked in corporate healthcare as a, a director of operations and the culture was awful. And I had 117 direct reports. And I hated my life and I made this switch to entrepreneurial life. And my parents were just like, what are you doing? Like, that is not what we trained you to do. <laughs> but what's interesting is now that my dad is at his 40 year mark, he's retired. He's picking my brain constantly. Like, how do how would I start my own business? What, what, what should I do? It's so fascinating to me. So I'm curious, like, was there a pushback from, you know, you're, you grew up in that family. Was there a pushback from your family when you decided to go into this on your own? You know, I, I think that's what's so wonderful about my parents is they've always been so supportive. Uh, they're totally unfamiliar with entrepreneurship, but it, there wasn't necessarily a pushback. But I think it's because they just are, they're like, well, if that makes you happy, they have no idea. Like, they don't get it. Uh, it's hilarious for them to describe, like, what I do. <laughs> but I, there was definitely not any pushback. They probably just have a lot of questions. Sure. It, it really is. It's such a big leap to make. And Especially when you grew up in that system where it was ingrained in you, like, this is what you're going to do. And you mm -hmm. completely buck that trend. So are the women you work with kind of like similar in that they're bucking the trend that they've, that they've grown up being taught? Yeah. I also find that I attract a lot of women that came from like a similar situation in which, you know, growing up in a financially insecure 
you know, type family where my parents worked really, really hard. You know, we were always on a budget and talked about debt a lot. That was, you know, not something that they hid. And so then within me, I have all of this like grit and, you know, I always want to achieve and do more and win um, and succeed. And I feel like I attract a lot of women that also have like that same kind of past where they've potentially came from a, you know, a family that was financially insecure. And now they're in this place and they're like, I really want to, you know, change that story for my family. And so I'm willing to do whatever it takes to rewrite the story. Hmm. That's so interesting. You, you talk a lot about like, and, and we've had this conversation separately, but like you talk a lot about like mindset around some of that stuff. And I'm, I think that's probably what you're hinting at because I feel like so much of like like business as a whole is like having the right mindset. Like, I feel like it's relatively easy to understand, okay, here's how you like balance your books and here's cash flow, And here's like the steps for hiring. Like you can kind of like Google that you can reach out, you can read some books for that. But I feel like until you like understand those mindset things and those like limiting beliefs around money, around growth, around professional development, like you, you're kind of going to like bump up to, like a, a, a ceiling that is set for you in, in your brand. Is that something that you have found to be true in, in your business and with the women that you work with? And like, can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. So I feel like women hire me because they're like, I want to raise my prices and, you know, I want to make more money and how do I charge more and how do I hire the right team? But in reality, if we're not doing that mindset work in tandem, we're going to continue to bump up against those same ceilings because we can charge more. But if you don't believe that you're worthy of charging more or that someone should actually pay you or that you're providing enough value, you're never going to sell anything at that level or you're never going to attract the right teammates or you're you know, never going to make it after like a slow month because you're like, holy crap, entrepreneurship is really, really hard. And the highs are really high, but the lows are, they'll knock the wind out of you. So if you don't have the right mindset and just the right viewpoint of like, okay, this is actually going to be a lot of work and not only professional work, but a lot of personal development work. I'm curious. So you make this leap from corporate to being out on your own. Obviously that there, there's a lot of things you got to do. You got to make a website. You start, you got to be active on social. You got to do all the things. What was kind of that biggest marketing challenge for you going into that um, around getting uh, or attracting clients? Yeah. So in the beginning, I definitely focused more on relationships that I had had. So even before I left corporate, I essentially was already putting feelers out there. And I told everyone that I was quitting my job and starting this business, but I really didn't know what my business was, but I was like, <laughs> I just need to tell everyone so that when I do, it's not like a surprise. Um, but I really relied on relationships and referrals truly to get my business off the ground. And I would say the challenge that we even deal with to this day is attracting uh, new, attracting new clients and continuing to grow that over time. It's not something that you do like one time. And I mean, you guys know this best, but it's not something that you do one time and needs to be automated and all those fancy things. I'm curious, and you may not have an answer to this question and that's okay. Is there anything that you've noticed that any type of post or email or something you could send out in the world that tends to get the most attention or the most engagement where people are like, tell me more about this business. Anytime that I share like a peek into what it was like growing up in uh, a family in which like money was like, there was scarcity around money. 
that always gets so much attention because I feel like a lot of people lean into that and they're like, wait, 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 if that's how you grew up, how the hell did you get to here? Like what, how, how did that work? Uh, because, you know, they relate to growing up in that same sort of environment. That's interesting. I mean, well, when you start talking about your family, that's what drew me in. I was like, oh, I'm so fascinated by this because that was my upbringing. So I just wanted to know more. So that makes perfect sense. Um, if And so tell me again, how long ago did you actually make the leap to do it? For in 2019. So okay. right before the pandemic. Sure. So end of 2019, I decided to go out on my own. Okay. And if you, if you could do it over again, what would you do differently? I would, hmm, I feel like I would prepare myself to know that the business will continue to evolve. And even though what we like started with in 2019, the foundation is similar and we always are talking about the same, my skill set is still the same and, you know, my area of expertise is still the same, but our offers continue to evolve every single year. And instead of viewing that as like a, you know, we threw the baby out with the bathwater. It's really like, that's a really good evolution. And you kind of have to allow your business to expand in that way. But that's not something I ever knew would happen. <laughs> and I probably mm -hmm. would have like warned myself a little bit to know that that business can evolve. And it's actually really healthy because you're also evolving. One of the biggest challenges that like, you know, Brad and I, like we're, we're remote, right? So like we're on the same team, but like we, you know, see each other a couple times a year max right and so like i can go like an entire week without seeing another person like in real life outside of my wife you know and so i think like a lot of like digital brands kind of struggle with that and for me like probably once a month i think about going and getting a real corporate job because i'm like oh man i just like wish i was around people a little bit more than i am was that hard for you to like leave like a maybe a little bit more of like a fast-paced environment where people are always around you to like now you're kind of like on your own and it's a little bit more isolating at times it's a really interesting question because I was the person in corporate that I would have done anything to work from home. In fact, like I always say, one of the reasons I quit, remember this is like pre-COVID. And so if I wasn't traveling, I needed to be in the office five days a week, which is for my type of personality, like that is complete torture. Mm -hmm. And so I would have done anything to work from home. And so then you fast forward to <laughs> you're now an entrepreneur yeah, yeah. and you work from home. And oh, by the way, you also work alone. Yeah. I, that, that was a huge shift for me. In fact, in 2020, I then rented, um, like co-working space just to be like, mm. yeah, some, yeah. get some sort of, uh, you know, yeah. communication with other 100%. people. Um, and then be obviously before the pandemic too, just going to coffee shops and just trying to <laughs> not even if you yeah. weren't talking to anyone else, but just being around other people. So it depends. It depends what kind of work I'm doing. It depends, uh, you know, what's really going on on whether I like really miss it, but I love the flexibility of knowing um, I get to choose to work from yeah. home and there's no one really forcing me into an office. For sure. That's how I am too. And I think in reality, like I would last about a week at the job. And then by Friday, I would be like, I hate this. What did I, <laughs> yeah. why did I do this? But, but every now and then, like probably once a week, I, I need to just like get out and I'll, I'll go to coffee shops or my personal favorite is to go work at uh, Chick-fil-A. They have great Wi-Fi <laughs> and uh, like all those staff are so friendly and they come and, you know, say hi to me and stuff. Um, and so I, I, I enjoy like getting out and kind of scratching that itch. And I think the other cool thing that you have done, and I don't know if you've thought about it intentionally like this, but uh, you have your retreats, right? With your, your clients. And so I think that's kind of cool where you've intentionally 
sought that out and like it sought time to be around like other, you know, female entrepreneurs and learn and grow together. And so I think like what I'm getting at with this kind of these few questions is like, if you're listening and you're a digital entrepreneur and you're like, this is kind of isolating and I'm like by myself and maybe you come from a corporate background and you're like, I miss this. I think one of the best things you can do is getting around um, people who are in the same stage as you who can help you who can support you and that community to kind of have your back and um help help you grow and and really just like give you that fuel to keep um keep going even if it's only you know once a year or once you know a couple times a year it doesn't have to be anything crazy absolutely and i always say like i don't want to be the smartest person in the room i love surrounding myself with other really smart people just so that i also can expand And so what we do with our clients is we say the work that we're going to do is about 40% of um, like the value that you're going to get out of this. The rest is the community of women, because then if you're, Mm -hmm. you're not only are you then learning from myself and my team, but you're then also learning from the other 10 to 15 women that are, were, Mm -hmm. that also have very different experiences um, that really can guide and expand your, uh, your knowledge. And so I really think it's so important to bring them together and build that community. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Danielle, we talk about this whole leaving corporate, what would it take for you to go back? Nothing. Literally, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> like I told Kyler, anytime he has those thoughts, because he said that before, like, I think about going back to corporate, I was like, here's my number. And if you ever think that, just call me, and I'll talk you out of it. Um, it would have to be like the sweetest deal. And I would never go back full time. I would only I'd do consulting. It's interesting, though, because a lot of people have left corporate since the pandemic. And Everyone I've talked to, and when I ask that question, well, what would it take you to go back? They're like, nothing. Like, seriously, I'm never going back. Uh, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I was talking to my dad the other day, and he's a he's a teacher. He's been a teacher for 30 years now, and and uh, he's going back to school. Like, what, we're recording this in August. I think it should come out in around October. But when we're recording this, like, it's back to school time. And I called him the other day. I was like, you ready to go back to school? You know, you ready for this new new year? And he's like, yeah, you know, I like it. And I'm like, dad, how do you like do this every year? Like you've done the same thing for the last 30 years. And he's like, I don't know. I just, this is what I do. Like I, I enjoy it. And I, and I think for some personality types, like they like the structure and the routine of it. But I was like, dad, I'm like not working today and I might take a nap later and, you know, I'm going to work tonight and get some stuff done or like, oh, I'm going to, we're going to go travel and do this and I'm going to work from here. Like I, I, the flexibility that comes with having a digital brand and working remote is like, I, I fully realize that we're really fortunate to be in this position, but every now and then that itch comes, you know, it comes back. And I think it's uh, helpful to have conversations with you to pull me back, <laughs> pull me back down to reality. Danielle, I'm curious. I think maybe you alluded to this a little bit, but I want to drill deeper into this. So the clients that you work with, when they come to you, um, are they mainly primarily struggling with like a process issues or is it more mental like confidence issues? I would say it's a bit of both. I mean, typically they come to me and they're like, I know this business can be bigger, but I essentially can't work anymore. Like there's no, like I have no more time left. I'm not really sure how to get this to the next level. And so typically if that comes down to like, obviously do we need to look at pricing? And so then if there needs to be a price increase, there also needs to be a conversation of like, well, what numbers feel really good and how much money do you actually need to be making? And if someone were to pay you that, like, does that feel really authentic too? So it's a little bit of both. Same thing with hiring. Um, you know, if you can't work anymore in a business and you want it to grow, then we need to go find the right people 
but you also have to be willing to give up some control and delegate. So there also then needs to be that personal development conversation. So I, I think they go hand in hand. So it sounds like they need a lot of affirmation. Yes, we do a okay. lot of, um, and that's really where like the community is so good too. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had a client that I worked with and he hired a business coach that he found on, he had heard about, I, I don't know if he got him online or heard about him through a friend, but either way, um, he lives in Phoenix and he charges, I think it's like 15,000 an hour uh, or, for, or no, you get two hours, I think or 15 grand, but you have to fly to him. He, there's no zoom. There's no phone calls. You have to get on a plane and fly to Arizona and go do it. And he did it. And I asked him, I said, was it worth it? And he said, for two hours, all he did was basically, in his words, he just held up a mirror to me and just yeah. let me and let me talk. That that sounds like a swindler to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> did he, he did his business grow? Did it change his? I mean, his business is growing. I asked him, I said, was it helpful? And he was just like, yeah. Yeah. That is it, so fascinating. It's to me. so interesting. <laughs> And it's like, okay, does that person have like a really good like following and reputation around like with that? My whole angle is we can focus on all of this personal development. And I truly believe like if you have got the right mindset and you totally believe in what you're selling, um, then the money will follow. We can't just like raise prices all day long just to make more money. Um, that That's like where burnout will come in. And that's really like not a great strategy is like, well, we're working a lot. So I guess we'll just charge more. Um, like we really need to be focusing on like the whole picture. And so I don't know, I think they go hand in hand, but I think the money will follow as long as you're doing the inner work too. Danielle, if you look back at your career and like your transition over the last three, four or five years, um, if there was like a younger version of Danielle, who was in the same spot, what would you tell her like, what advice would you give her or what, what would that affirmation be? Oh, I would be, I would tell her to like, continue to listen to like, whatever that, uh, like whatever that voice is that tells you like mm -hmm. that you actually can do it. Like I, there was no proof for me. I don't know about you guys, but there was no yeah. like proof that entrepreneurship was like my right path. It just was like, that seems like something I'd really love and I'm willing to bet on myself. So I tell yeah. her to like, listen to that voice. Um, because That's you're going really to you're going to, you're going to need to continue to have, listen to that voice. Uh, yeah. Know, this is, so, this is so good. Cause so sometimes like on the, on these episodes, we will, we'll be a little bit more practical where it's like, here are the, how we set up our email sequence and here's this growth tip and stuff. But I think like we can't neglect some of the, the mindset and just some of the things that are like, like intuition is like such an important part of business and like trusting your gut is like such a really, you know, such an important part of business. And like, helping guide yourself and have the self having the self-awareness to like know where to go next and what you need as an entrepreneur. And so I think this is really helpful just as a reminder of like, Hey, like business is hard and there's so many ways you can go, but like at the end of the day, like the only like person you can bet on is yourself and you have to kind of be able to trust yourself to, to Absolutely. make it happen. It'd be like someone coming into your business. Like I never want I never want anyone to come into my business and like tell me what to do because at the end of the day, it's supposed to work for me. Mm -hmm. So like I can't look at somebody else's business. I can identify all the white space and all the things that you should be doing better in your business. And I definitely yeah. will tell you. But it would be like me coming to someone and, and them saying, like, what should I charge for this? Me being like, I have the perfect formula. This is exactly what you should charge. But it's like, do you feel good about that? Like, does that work yeah, for your yeah. client? 
or like right. I could say like I really think you should launch this but like is that how do you want to work that much like it all everything right. it, it all ties together we were talking to a client yesterday um who we haven't uh, started working with it was a, like a sales call basically and we had that same exact conversation they were like how how much time is this going to require when we're working together and I was like what what do you want what do you want it to require? You know, like it's, it's up to you. You have to make your business work for you um, and not the other way around. Um, this has been incredibly helpful. We have two final questions, Brad. Uh, these are kind of fun questions that we asked to everyone. Brad's going to ask uh, the first one and then I'll ask the second one and bring us home. Awesome. Let's do it. Danielle, we ask everyone these questions. I know you're super prepared for these two. Uh, okay. What recent purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life? Okay. So this one took me a very, I, like, I really needed to think hard, long and hard about this. And I don't know if that just means I buy a lot of stuff, but if you ask my husband, <laughs> he'd be like, that's because there's a package here every day. Um, but I would say for this season right now, about to be eight months pregnant, my hands down best, most recent per purchase under a hundred dollars is a pregnancy pillow. And I have one in Austin and I have one in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm from, where I'm headed next week, but hands down, like there's no other, I don't need anything else. I just need a pregnancy pillow right now. I love it. Awesome. I love it. We need to, um, you know what we need to do too, Brad, is we need to see if, uh, if Shelly and Megan would send her a Lolo baby. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that'd be awesome. You'd love it. We're working with a really cool client who has a, a product that I think you'd probably, probably love. That's fun. I love it. Okay. Uh, second final question, what platform software or app could your business not live without and you can't do social media? I, I feel like I wish I had a better answer for this. Um, but my go-to app that I use the most is Slack. Like I wouldn't be able to survive. We use that with clients, team, partners, everyone. Yeah. So that's my it. like go-to. We, um, we get Canva, like probably like 90% of the replies that we get to that are, are Canva. So I want someone else to do, you know, I, that's yeah. what I would pay. Someone yeah. Right. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Um, Danielle, thank you. This has been just so fun to hang out with you for a little bit. We're definitely going to have you back on, um, but we really appreciate your time and um, just grateful for your friendship for our business. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. This was so much fun.